Today's daf is Bavakama daf memhei, and we are at the Mishnah, four lines from the bottom, of daf mem dalet amid beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu bnei Yisrael, Hanasunim, Batzara, Uvashiv. Zok the Hilgah Mishnah. Shor shuhu yoytzeli sokel, a shor that is on death row, and it's literally being walked to the gallows to be stoned. Vehiktishay bailov, and the owner of the shor decided before it gets stoned, to be makdashit, to make it hektish. Says the Mishnah in Imuktish, the hektish is nachal. Why not? The reason, as we'll see in the Gemara, is because a shor that's yoytzel lisakel, by definition, was nigmar dinoy l'skilo. Once it's nigmar dinoy l'skilo, it's aser bahana. If it's aser bahana, then in halacha, we no longer view it as being in the possession of its owner. Being that Isuri Hana is valueless, if it's not in the possession of the owner, then the owner has no ability to make it hektish. If the owner didn't make it hektish, but rather shechted it with a kosher shechita and a chalif, and he did everything the way he's supposed to do it, the boss is still going to be asabana. What's the reason for that? Learned out from a pasuk as we saw earlier in the week. Says the Mishnah, What would be if the owner? of this Shor HaNiskol was Makdish the Shor. However, he did it before the Gemara did. So the Negicha happened and it could be the court case has already begun. But the Gemara did not take place yet. Says the Mishnah, in that case, Muktish, the Hektish is going to be Chav. In Shachtoi, and if the owner would Shecht it at that point, sorry, Mutter, the Basa would be Mutter. Another topic. Obviously, if the owner of a shar takes his shar and he gives it over to one of the four shaymer, whether it's a shaymer chinam, whether it's a shayel, whether it's a noisei sacher, also known as a seicher, uh, I'm sorry, also known as a shaymer sacher or a seicher. So the halachi is, the Shoimrim become now like the Bailim, meaning they're going to be responsible for any damages that incur, not the real owner. So, for example, Muid, in the event that this Shar is a Shara Muid, and now it goes ahead and it shtoises, Meshalim, Nazak Shalim. It's the Shoimrim that are going to have to pay Nazak Shalim. Vitam, and if the Shar is a Shara Tam and it shtoises, then Meshalim Chatzi Nazak. It's the Shoimrim that are going to have to pay Chatzi Nazak. Either way, the Mishnah told us two halachas as it relates to the halacha of a Shar Shanagach. There was a Reisha, there was a Seifa. The Reisha and the Seifa really are seemingly independent of each other. So what was the Reisha of the Mishnah? A Shar that was already Nigmar Dinoi Leskilo. Two things. Number one, if the Bailam is Magdashit, the Hektash is Nachal. Number two, if you shecht it, it's going to be Asma Bahana. If the Shar Shtoist, even if there was a Tchilas then, but there was no Gmar Din yet, then, if the Bailam is Makdashit, Muktish, the Hektish is Chal, and if you shecht it, then the Basar is going to be Mutter. So the Gemara brings a price that elaborates on this point. Tanur Rabbana, Shor Shehim is a Shor that killed, actually, Nigmar Dinoi. If before the Gemar Din Machre, the owner decided to sell it Machre, the Mechir is going to be Chal. Hikdishai, if he decided to be Makdashit, Muktish, the Hektish is going to be Chal. Shachtai, if he shechted, Basar Mutter, the Basar is going to be Mutter Ba'achila. Hikziroi, Shoimer, Lebeis, Bailov. What would be if. Somebody was a shomer, and he was watching somebody else's shot. And we saw from the safe of the Mishnah, what's the halacha of a shomer as it relates to Bava Kama? The shomer 
goes into the shoes of the Bailam. He is the one that's responsible for anything that happens. Now this Shar went and the Shar Shtois. Okay, the Balapakotin, the owner of the Shar, came to his Shoimer and he says, Where's my Shar? Could the Shoimer take the Shar and return it to the owner? Or do we say that being that right now this Shar is a quote-unquote Shar Aniskol, maybe he can't. So the Bryce says, if there was no Gmar Din yet, then if the Shoimer returns the Shar, that's something he'd be allowed to do. Mishin Igmar Din, the Bryce continues with a safe. It says, if there was already a Gmar Din, then if the owner sold it, if the boss is going to be and if he returns it to the owner, the halacha is, it's not going to be okay. Meaning, as it relates to this last point, because that's what the Gemara is going to focus on now. In the event that a shomer was watching a shar, and then the shar went and it starts, and now you want to return the pakatin. Can you or can you not? What would be the reason you can't? Because it's a shara niskal. That's not what you got. So if it's actually nigmardina and you want to return it, that's something you can do. If, however, it was already nigmardina and you want to return it, at that point, it's not something that you would be allowed to do. Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov argues with the last point. He says, Even if there was already nigmardin, if the owner wants to return it, that is something that he would be allowed to do. So we have a machloikis then in the b'raisa on one point. Shoimer, is watching the Shar, the Shar Shtoist, it was already Nigmardinoi, the Shomer has a responsibility, that's his job, to watch, but then afterwards return. Can he return the Shar Haniskel, or can he not return the Shar Haniskel? The Tanakhama, the Bryce, says, once it's Nigmardinoi, at that point you can't return it. Rabbi Yaakov says, even if it was already Nigmardinoi, if you want to return it, you would be allowed to return it. So the Gemara says, Lema Bahakam, if at first glance it would seem that maybe this is the Nekudas Hamachloikis between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chacham. The Rabbanon, Sabbath, the Rabbanon, hold, Ein Oimrim Bisuri Ano, Hareshalach Lefanach, a person cannot. When it comes to Yisurayana, say the words, No, you could say, even with regards to Yisurayana, meaning, if somebody has a responsibility to return something, maybe because he's a goslin, he has a mitzvah, or maybe because he's a shoimer, he's watching something that belongs to somebody else, at some point you're going to have to return it to the rightful owner. Now that thing changed. But the way it changed was not physical. The way it changed is that from a halachic perspective, it now is something that you are not allowed to benefit from. Can you say, Is that okay? Could you argue? I'm giving you exactly what you gave me. Or do we say that being that when you received it, it wasn't asabana? Now when you're returning it, it is asabana. So therefore you can't say, it sounds simply that that's what's going on here in this machloikis. This shar that was nogach is the same exact shar that you took from the real owner. The only difference is it was nigmardinet l'skilo. Oh, so right now it's asabana. The chachamim hold that when it comes to Yisuri, I know you can't say areshalach l'fanecha. And Rabbi Yaakov holds that you could return it even though it's a shar nisko because with regards to Yisuri, I know being that nothing physically changed, if you want to say areshalach l'fanecha, that's something you'd be allowed to do. Rashi speaks out now, and it segues into the next Gemara, that another nafgamin would be is if somebody steals chametz. And then it was over all of a Pesach. Could you return that Chomitz after Pesach or not? I'm a Goslin. I understand. The Heshav is like Zeh No, you have it. I'm giving you exactly what I took. Ordinarily, that's considered 
being mekayim the mitzvah shav as hagzela. But being that chomet shav or of a pesach, we know is also v'hana. So maybe you can't do it. So. In the lame of the Gemara, the Gemara is trying to turn this machloikis, Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim, into a global-ish machloikis with other ramifications. Here's a good one, says Rashi. Gozal chametz va'avar olav ha-pesach v'hechziroi. Muchzeroi So the Gemara says, is that the machloikis? Amar Rabbi Rabbi said, no, the Kuliyama oimim b'isuriyana, Rishal ha-chafanecho. Really, as it relates to Yisuriah, no, everybody holds, you could say, and Rabbi said, I'll prove to you that's the case. The Imkain, because if I'm wrong, then why didn't Rabbi Yaakov and Achachamim argue in that exact case? Now, the truth is, how do you know they didn't argue in that exact case? I mean, you have to argue in every single case of Yisuriah, no, whether you could say you can't say so there's a long Rashi where Rashi quotes a Gemara where it's Mavur that in the same exact Braisa where the Chachamim say that Nigmar Dinoi the halach is you can't say the same exact Tana who's obviously the Chachamim says Gazal you could say so it's not just why would they have argued here argue there. I know for sure they didn't argue over there. The Imkain, and if the Yisoyed of the Shnitas HaChachamim and the, is that when it comes to Yisuri Anah, you could say, you can't say, then they should have said with regards to Gazal Chometz Vaber Olav Pesach the same exact thing. And they clearly say that Gazal Chometz Vaber Olav Pesach, you could say, you have to say, must be the Machlekes over here or something else. And what the Machlekes is, whether or not you could establish a Gmar Din and make a shar into a shar haniskal, not in the presence of the shar, it's with regards to that is the machlokes. So the halach is that in order for someone to be chayiv misas bezin, you need that the defendant, the victim, the person that ultimately will be put to death, should be in court at the time that bezin says, nigmar that this is the way it is. If for whatever reason he was not in court, this is a din, you cannot paskin that this person is going to be chayiv. Says the Gemara, the machlokes between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim and this b'raise is, is that also true for a shar? Or is that not also true for a shar? Now, the Gemara, in a few lines, is going to say, what would be the tzad that should be true for a shar? So it's the theme of a lot of the Gemaras that we've learned recently. So if you need that, the Bailam should be in court. Maybe you need the shar, should also be in court. But the bottom line is, that would be the Nekudah Samachloikis. We're arguing over here whether you need the shar to be there, or you don't need the shar to be there. How does it play itself out? With regards to this Shiloh, whether a Shoimer can now take a shar that was Nigmar Dinoi Baskilo and return it to the owner and say, So the Gemara explains the Rabban and Savi the Rabban and hold in Goyman Dinoi Shashar, Elabafanav. The only time you can establish a shar as a shar and Niskal, the only time you can do the Gemara Din is if the shar was present. If that's the case, so you can't now go to the owner and tell the owner, no. Here's your shar. Why? The Amale, you know what the owner's going to tell the Shaimer? If you would have given it to me earlier, have a marakna leila agma, we saw this far already, I would have ran to a swamp and I would have hid and there would have never been a gmaradin, meaning nobody would have been able to find the shar. 
The owner doesn't have to hide. The shar has to hide. And as long as you can't find the shar, you have no ability to establish a gemara din. Has to now at fast the teroy biyadet lo yechel nuglash to yedid b'day. You took my shar. You gave it over to Bezdin. Once Bezdin has it, now you can't fight City Hall, right? So I have no way of getting it from them. And being that at this point I have no way of getting it, so now I'm stuck. But I'm only stuck because of what you did. Because they could not have been a gemara din had you not physically taken the shar and walked it into Bezdin. Because in goyim dino What's the punchline? The punchline is it comes out that when you took my shar and you brought it to Bezdin, you were mazikit biyodayim. And being that you were mazikit biyodayim, this has nothing to do with chametz vava olav pesach, for example, where you could say areshal achlefanecha. The reason over there you could say areshal achlefanecha is because when it was over olav pesach, that wasn't you doing that. You're not the one that caused pesach to come and go, right? That's the Brio, that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So being that that's something that happened in the Melo, so that's not something you're going to be responsible for. But over here, the fact that it became Asra Noah is a result of your doing. It's you taking it to Bezin, which allowed it to now become Asra Noah. So what's the Svara? The Svara is that when do you say that if something is Asra Noah, you could still say that's when the Isra no happened and that's Pshad and Gerzal as opposed to where you did a pu'ula that ultimately caused it to become Asavana and without your pu'ula it could not have been Asavana you took the Shor into Bezdin so now it's Shaykh for Bezdin to Paskin and as a result now it's Asavana over there it's going to be different and that's the aside of the Shittas Rabban why does Rabbi Yaakov argue why does Rabbi Yaakov hold that even if it's Nigmar Dina you want to return it you could return it because Rabbi Yaakov said he holds that you didn't have to bring the shar into Bezin. Therefore, soif, soif, make my happy camera, Lodina. It's true, grab the punk you brought into Bezin, but that's irrelevant. It's neither here nor there because Bezin was going to pass him that this shar is the shar. And as long as Adam was going to walk into Bezin and say that this is what happened, so then this shar would have been finished. And if that's the case, it comes out you didn't cause it. If you didn't cause it to happen, so this is no different than Gazal, Chomets, Father, Olava, Pesach, Zira, where everybody holds that if you want to return it, this is something you're allowed to do. So, really, what then is the Machloik stream of Yaakov and the It's not whether or not rather what it is is whether or not that is the Nekudas HaMachloikis. So the Gemara says, if that is the Machloikis, so what are the Svaris behind it? Meaning, why would the Chachamim hold Ein Goyim Remdinah Shalshar Ela B'fanah? Why does Rabbi Yaakov hold Goyim Remdinah Shalshar Atilu Shaloi B'fanah? My time in the Rabbanon. What's Peshat in the Rabbanon? So we spoke of that already. Because it says in the Torah, Ashar Yisakel, Vegam Ba'olav, you must. And we learn from there, Kemises HaBailam, Kach Mises HaShamam. Just like when it comes to Misa's Bezdin, as it relates to a person, you need the person to be present. So too, when it comes to the Shor, it's the same. Allah, Yaakov, Yaakov, Bishlam, the Bible, Bishlam, as it relates to the Bible, B'nai Tainan, Inu. There's a svara to say that the Bible should have to be present at the time of the Gemara Din. Why? Because maybe he has an alibi. Maybe he has a good story to tell. So you need him there. Say what you want to say. Right now would be a good time before it's Nigmar Dinoi. And as a result, if he wasn't there and he wasn't given that opportunity, so you can't kill him. It's, it's inappropriate. And therefore, the halach is in Gaiman. El Ashar, but as it relates to Ashar, Bartanasu, doesn't matter if the Shar is there, if the Shar is not there. Ah, if the Shar would have been there, so now the Shar would have had a good time. So the Shar, really, as we saw in the last several Dafra, he could be a Pikeach, right? He's Chayvim Mitzvahs, maybe, but we've built up the Shar a little bit in the Sugis, but Azoi Vait, already you're pushing it. Shar is not a Bartanasu. You would want the owner of the Shar maybe to be there, but the Shar himself really is nothing he can say. And being that in Svara, there's no logic for the Shar to 
make a difference whether he was there or wasn't there. So Zakrav Yaakov, you know, I agree in principle, Kimisa Bailon, Kachmisa Ashar, here it's going to be different. Incidentally, Toysfis speaks out, very, very short Toysfis, Dibra Maschot Eloshar Bar Tainuhu, even though Avada, no one's saying in this Gemara that Rabbi Yaakov doesn't hold of Kemisa Bayon Kachmisa Ashar, he holds it a hekesh of Ashar Yisakel, the Gamba all of you must. However, when it comes to this, there's no Svar. And this is an idea that you find sometimes it's that even though in Meshivan Allah hekesh, but at the same time, if it's in Tzvarah, like there's like no logic in the world, there's no rationalization, there's no cognitive dissonance, there's no way to justify such a halacha. So sometimes that trumps some of the principles that we have, such as in Meshivan Allah Hakish. Either way, we shift our attention from the ratio of the Mishnah to the Sefer of the Mishnah. So what's the Sefer of the Mishnah? Masroi, Lushay Nechina, Ulushayel, Lenoisei, Sachar, Ulusoycher. Someone had a shot. He handed over the shar to one of the four shayimim. The halach is, they come tachas abaylam. Meaning, if the shar shtois is now, the shayimim will be responsible, not the owner. Mu'ed, shalom nezek shalom, tam, mishalom chasin nezek. So a few things before we start the Gemara. Number one, who are the four shayimim? So we know, but just a quick chazar. So the Shemir Chinam, he's someone that's watching for free. Nobody's paying him. He's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. Shoyal is a borrower. A Noise Sacher is watching, but he's getting paid to watch. And a Sacher is a renter. In Halacha, a Shemir Chinam, being that no one's paying him to watch, so his responsibilities of Shmira are limited. He has to do the beer minimum. He has to do what in the vernacular in the Bavakama vernacular, would be a Shmira Pchusas. He has to watch it a little bit. And as long as he watches a little bit, that already is going to be enough. When you learn the sugyas throughout Shas, but anything else, as long as he wasn't negligent, meaning he did a little bit of a Shmira, for that in of itself, it's going to be okay. A Shemir is someone that's getting paid. Because he's getting paid, so his responsibility is a little bit upgraded. He can't just get away with doing a Shmira Prusa. He already has to do a Shmira Ma'ula. He would have to watch it a little bit better. So, for example, even if he wasn't Paisheya, in the event that this thing that he's watching was stolen or got lost, he would be Chayev. So, Shemichinam's Potter and Gneva Vaveda, he's only Chayev on Pshmira, as opposed to Shemichinam's he's Chayev even for Gneva Vaveda. A Shoyal is someone that isn't just watching, he actually has a right to use this that he is right now watching. Being that kol shaloi, so the halacha is that a shoyal is chayev not only for pshia, not only for gnev v'aveda, but even for the unthinkable, even for an oinus. The halacha is a shoyal is chayev even for oinus. A soicher who's a renter, that's really machloikis. Machloikis remain Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rameyer, a soicher has a din of a shoyal mechinam. According to Rabbi Yehuda, a soicher has a din of a shoyal zacher. That's the first thing we have to know. The second thing we have to know is that there's a machloikis between Ramei and Rabbi Yehuda. We've seen this machloikis. We're going to go into the longer version of the machloikis in the last part of the daf. So really, if the third part of the daf came before the second part of the daf, this would be a drop easier, but we do what we do. And that is, there's a machloikis between Ramei and Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to a shoymer, and meaning not one of the Dalit shoymer, but a person who has a responsibility to watch his animals, to make sure that they're not going to damage. How much do you have to watch? So, Bavakama 101 is, our Bavay Sazikin, right? 
you have a responsibility to watch your moment, and you're responsible for any damages that are incurred al yudei your moment. How much do you have to watch it? You have to watch it a little bit. You have to watch it a lot. So we've seen already this machloik is between Ramey and Rabbi Yudah, again, the longer version of it coming at the latter part of the daf. But this machloik is Ramey and Rabbi Yudah. What level of shmir you have to have? Rameir says you always have to watch shmira ma'ula, meaning you have to watch a good shmira. Shmira means a, a good shmira. You have to make sure that you really did a good hishtadlis to ascertain that your shara is not going to damage. If it damages anyways, then you're going to be an oinist, then you're going to be potter. But your obligation of the loyish shmirano, your chi of shmira, is to watch a shmira ma'ula. Rabbi Yehuda counterintuitively says, it depends. For a short time, you have to do a Shmir Ma'ula, but for a short Hamuid, you don't have to do a Shmir Ma'ula, all you have to do is a Shmir Pchusa. Makes no sense. Rabbi Yehuda Shint is predicated on Xerus HaKosif, as we've already seen, and as we're going to see. But the bottom line is, is that there's a Machloik between Ramey and Rabbi Yehuda with regards to Chiyuvei Shmir, again, not of the Dalit Shemir, but Chiyuvei Shmir of Bavakam, of Eloi Shemir, and how much does that Shmir have to be? According to Ramey, it always has to be a Shmir of Ula. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a Chiddush that a Shara Muid, if you do a Shmir of Chusa and the damages the Allah is, at that point, you're already Oynes Rachman Apacha, you fulfilled your Eloi to be chayev anymore. So that is really the introduction to the next part of the daf. The ein mikro yoytzimi de pshutoi introduction to the next part of the daf is what the Mishnah says, and that is mosrei l'shoy mechinam l'shoy l'sachol l'soicher nichnusur tachas bayom. Who is responsible for any damages that incur? It's the shoyer. It's not the owner. And this is a chiddush. The reason this is a chiddush is because in this game moment you usually think of if it's my moment and it damages, I'm responsible. My shoyer, I'm responsible. Punk, you have a chiv to what? No. If it's mine, I should be responsible. Kamash malon the Mishnah nichnusur tachas bayom. That the shoyer now is the one that that comes in the place of the Bailam, and he's the one that's viewed as being the owner. If you remember, we spoke out of Toysfus and Perakakainis, we're not going to go through this now, on Daf Nun Vavam and Beis, when we went through the Chakira Hayudua, as it relates to all Niske Mamin, Rabbi Sezalman's Chakira. So, what are the two Tzadim? Is the Chiyuvim of Niske Mamin predicated simply on the fact that if I have Mamin, and my moment is mazik, I'm responsible, I'm achroi for any damages that are incurred by my moment. Is the mechaev that my moment was mazik? Or is the mechaev the fact that the Torah says that you have to watch your moment, and when you don't watch your moment, you're not watching, and the other mazik component of every this game moment, it's for that that you're going to be chayev. It's a subtlety, we spoke at all the nafkeminas, but in terms of connecting and understanding the chakira you do, because the first side is that you're responsible for your moment, that's mazik. That's a little bit of a misnomer, right? It's not super accurate because you see a shaymer is also chayiv even though it's not his moment. The way the London say it is that avada, that side of the chakira is that you're responsible for any damages that are incurred all your day, your moment. But the definition of bailin is taken not who is the rightful owner, meaning who has a deed that says that this belongs to him, but whoever has the chiv to watch it, he's the one that's going to be the rightful owner. But the bottom line is, a lot of information to process. It's all going to intertwine here in this next Gemara. There are four shaymen that go into the place of the owner. Which is essentially the Mishnah. But as most prices do, a little wordier than the Mishnah. Hargo, in the event that this shar now kills Tamnin, if the shar was a shar Tamnin, they get killed. So 
Hargoin means killed a person, right? So if they kill a person, so what's the halacha? Even a shartam, sakal yisakal ashat, upturim and akrev, but there's no kaifa for a shartam. Muadin, if these shvarm were ready, muadin, neragin, at that point they're going to get killed, umishamin as a kaifer, and not just that, they're also going to pay kaifer, vichayovin lahachser dmei shar labayla. In the event that these shoimrim are watching the shar, and then the shar now kills a person, whether it's a tam, whether it's a muad, being that it's sakal yisakal ashar, now you're going to lose the shar. Being that you're going to lose the shar, they're going to have a responsibility, mitzad chiv shoimer, to return the shar back to its rightful owner, chutz mi shoimer chinam, with the exception of the shoimer chinam. The shoimer chinam is the only person who is not going to have to make the owner whole in the event that the shar now is stoned. So there's really two nakudas that were straddling in this b'raisa. Number one, the chiv that the shoimer has towards the nizik, because he's nichnas tachas abaylam. And number two, the chiv that the shoimer has towards the rightful owner, because to the extent that he had a responsibility to watch the shar, and now the shar is gone, it was literally stoned, well, at this point, now the owner is going to say, okay, where's the shar that I entrusted you with? So again, what did the Bryce say? Let's get this clear. The Bryce said that it doesn't matter which one of the four shoimer you are, you're going to be responsible, whether it's Sokal Yisokal Ashar, if it was a Shartam, or whether it's Sokal Yisokal Ashar and Koifer, if it was a Shartamud, as it relates to what your responsibility, you as the Shoimer, have to do towards the original owner, Sadalach is Chayov and Lahachzit Me Shar You have to write him a check. You have to make him whole for whatever the Shar was worth, with the exception of one of the four Shoimer. Which one of the four Shoimer? The Shoimer him. So the Mar says, Amri, the Bnei Shiva learned this price, and they said, Hey, Chidomi, what exactly is going on? I need some help to understand. Either Natre, are we talking about where this person watched the Shar? Meaning, he did a Shmira, did this. Shimer, he was watching it in the way that a Shimer is supposed to watch it. Then, then we should say that what happened over here was an oinus. And being that what happened over here was an oinus, so why is it that only the Shimer Chinam, the way Rashi explains the Gemara's Kasha, doesn't have to return the money now to the owner? Lachura, the other Shimerim, Kulu, all the Shimerim, should not have a responsibility to return the money. And the reason is because if you watch it, he's an oinus. And a shoim is part of a mindset. Now, Rashi speaks out that this is a little bit of a misnomer because one of the four shoim is a shoil and a shoil is chay of an oinsen. So, Rashi, the l'shoimim has up, kulu nami nifteru, midmei shor, bar mi shoil, with the exception of the shoil, the hanusinet. Being that there are nusim, so all of them, with the exception of the shoil, should be part of either loy natre, and if it's talking about that he didn't watch it, that I feel the shoimim that even the shoimim should be chay, meaning, did he watch it? Then he's an oinus. So why is it only the shaymechinim that's potter from returning it? L'chayra, they should all be potter with the exception of the shal. He's the only one that's chayv anoitzim. And if he didn't watch it, then he's a paisheya. If he's a paisheya, then a shaymechinim is also chayv amshia. So I feel the shaymechinim nechayv. So Amri the bnei Yeshiva said like this. Hachav in my and this is where it gets very bavakamadik. It's talking about the natri shmir pchusa, where the shaymer watched it, but he watched the shmir pchusa. But natri shmir mula, but he didn't watch a shmir mula. So there was a shmir, and the shmir was a shmir pchusa. However. 
wasn't a Shmir Meula. Shoy Mechinam, as it relates to a Shoy Mechinam, being that he's a Shoy Mechinam, and he, we know, ordinarily is Potter from Geneva Vaveda, so that means, the way we spoke about it in the introduction, his Chiv Shmira is a lesser darger of Chiv. And all he needs to do is watch a Shmir Pchusa. So if he watches Shmir Pchusa, so he did everything he was supposed to do. So he wasn't a Paisheya. If he wasn't a Paisheya, so even if it became a Sharanis, because he's Chayiv for whatever, you got to work that out. That's a separate Shulchan Aruch. But as it relates to what you need to do, that's what we're focusing on. Returning it to the original Bailam, if he did a Shmira and he wasn't a Paisheya, he's going to be okay. About Hanuch, as it relates to the other three, which are the three? The Shoyim Mesachar, the Shoyim, and the Seicher. Loi Kulsa Shmirasan. They will not Kulsa Shmirasan. Why not? Because they have more of a Chiyav Shmira. They're Chayiving Neve Vaveda plus, right? The Shoyim is even Chayiv and Oitzin. And being that they have more of a Chiyav Shmira, so Klape, the owner, they didn't watch it properly. As a result, they're going to be Chayiv to return it. So Hacha B'mayaskinon, right? What was the Kasha? If he watched it, then they're Oitzin. And if he didn't watch it, they're so why is it only the Shemachinam that somehow is being singled out? If they watched, everybody but the Shail. And if they didn't watch, everybody should be chayed, even the Shemachinam. The Territ says he watched the Shmira, which is enough of a Shmira for the Shemachinam, but wasn't enough of a Shmira for the other Shemim. How does that make sense? That's Dalit Shemim 101. And the fact that a Shemachinam is Potter from Neva Aveda and a Shemachinam is Socher, and Shail is Chayv from Neva Aveda, the flip side of that coin means is that the obligation of Shemira is an Andres HaShemira. So again, what happened? They did a Shemira Prusa, they didn't do a Shemira Prusa. Amri, Sabnei Yeshiva, went weiter, and they said, I hear, you answer the Kasha. But the problem is, if you start Cheshbening different Rameyers and Rabbi Yehudas in Shaz, specifically, the two Rameyers and Rabbi Yehudas that we spoke at in the introduction to this part of the Da, it's going to be a little bit hard to reconcile this price. Why come Ik Rameyer, if this price is going like Rameyer, the Omar, Soicher Keshoy Mechinam Dami, Lisni Chutz Mishoy Mechinam Vahasoicher, if this price is going, I'll leave it to Rameyer. Rameyer holds that a Soicher is treated like a Shoy Mechinam. If a Soicher is treated like a Shoy Mechinam, then why did the Brises say that all them? have to return the money to the owner with the exception of the Shemichinam. Rameir sheet is that a Seicher has a din of a Shemichinam. So anything that's true for a Shemichinam is also going to be true for a Seicher. And if that's the case, then the Bryce should have spoken out clearly, Chutz mi Shemichinam, the has Seicher. Now, Iker of Yehuda, so you'll tell me, the Bryce is probably going to Rav Yehuda, the Amar Seicher Kenois HaSeicher Dami. He holds that a Seicher is not like a Shemichinam, but rather a Seicher is like a Shemir Seicher. Well, if that's the case, I have another problem. Why? Nisni, what the Bryce should have said was, Chutz mi Shemichinam. Meaning, it's true, only the Shemichinam doesn't have to return the money to the owner. However, what the Brisa should have also said was, Vikulon bimuadin piturim le'inyan kaifer. It should have said that to the extent that this shar was a shar hamuit, right? The Brisa spoke about the situation, whether it was a shar tam or whether it was a shar hamuit. In the eventuality that it was a shar hamuit, it should say, Sokal yisokal ashar, but at the same time, piturim le'inyan Kaifer. You should be partly in Kaifer. And the reason is because Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that a muid is sagile b'shmir prusa. And being that you did a shmir prusa, that was the whole akinta like, to make sense of the Brysna that Hachamai is kidding. We watch a shmir prusa. So why is he chayv if he was a muid? So the Gemara says, I have a problem with the akinta. The akinta is you did a shmir prusa, you didn't do a shmir muid. What's the problem? The problem is that from the Nitzad Echad, from the Brysna, it's mashma that we're going aliba. 
the Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because it says only Chutz Mishayim Yechinam. It doesn't say Chutz Mishayim Yechinam Vasoicher. And according to Rabbi Meir, Soicher and Mishayim Yechinam is one and the same. So for sure, the Chayyur right out of the gate, you have to say we're going according to Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so go according to Rabbi Yehuda. Well, if we're going according to Rabbi Yehuda, and you're making an Aikimta that it's talking about that you did a Shmir Pusa, because if you were a Peshaya, then even the Shemir Yechinam would be Chayv Lachser. So you weren't a Peshaya, you did a Shmir Pusa. If you did a Shmir Pusa, then why Mu'ad and Ayu Chayv Kaifer? Rabbi Yehuda holds then a Mu'ad is Agilei B'Shmir Pusa. That's the Gemara's Kasha. Um, you want to know the time of the Bryces? It's not Ramey, it's not Rabbi Yehuda. Who is it? It's Rabbi Yehuda. Who's Rabbi Yehuda? So we'll see Rabbi Yehuda in the next Mishnah. The Amar holds, Eloi Shmira Elasakin. He holds that when you have a Shara Muad, not only is it not enough to do a Shmir Pchusa like Rabbi Yehuda said, but even a Shmir Mu'ud like Rameir says is not enough. Eloi Shmira Elasakin. There is no Shmir, no such thing. So even if it was an Oynes, if it's Toysnes, you're always going to be high. So going coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Who holds? And we don't really need the whole shlemos of Rabbi Yezer, Rashi says. All we really, I and Rashi anyways. All we really need is, is that Avada Shmir Pchus is not going to be enough. Even a Shmir Mo'ula would not have been enough. Uli. And in Seicher, and as relates to the laws of Seicher, Savalik Rabbi Yudadam, as Seicher, Kenoisis Sachadam. He holds that a Seicher is like enough. So is the Kasha. It can't be Rameir because it doesn't stim with Rameir Shita regarding Seicher. And it can't be Rabbi Yehuda because it doesn't stim with Rabbi Yehuda Shita with regards to Shmir Pchus and Mu'ad. Who is it? It's Rabbi Eliezer. It's not Rameh, it's not Rabbi Yehuda. He's Savala Rabbi Yehuda. In fact, he holds even more like, more, he's Savala Kirameir as it relates to Chiyuvei Shmira, even more so. He holds English Shmira Elisakin. And he's Savala Kirabi Yehuda as it relates to the laws of Sachabayim. Abayim said the best answer. He said, Loilam Kirameir, Loilam Kirameir, Ukdemachlif Rabbi Baravua Vitani. Already have a precedent that the Amoy Rabbi Baravua, with regards to this Machlaikis, whether a Soicher is treated like a Shemichinim or a Shemisach, which is a Machlaikis Rameh Rabbi Yehuda. So we have it, the Rameh holds he's a Shemichinim. Rabbi Yehuda has it that he's a Shoimer Socher. Rabbi Baravui, he flipped it around. He said, Socher, Ketzan, Neshalim, Rameir, Aimer, Kishoimer Socher. Rabbi Yehuda, Aimer, Kishoimer, Chinam. That really, it's Rameir that holds Shoimer Socher. Rabbi Yehuda holds Shoimer Chinam. If that's the case, so it's very good. You want to know the town of the prices? It is Rab Meir. According to Rab Meir, the Socher has a din of a Shoimer Socher. That's why it said only Chutz Mishoimer Chinam. It didn't say also Chutz Mishoimer Chinam. Vaz Socher. What's the problem? The problem is, you made an Aikimta that it's talking about, you did a Shmir Prusa. If you did a Shmir Prusa, so why is it that Muadin you have to pick up? Oh, because it's Rameir. That's why. And Rameir holds that just like a Shartam requires a Shmir Mu'ula, a Shmir Hamud also requires a Shmir Mu'ula. So who's the Tan of the Raisa? Either it's Rabbi Yezer or it's Rameir, and you have to do a flip. Rabbi Lazar said, If a person handed over his Shart to a Shemir Chinam, his Zik, then it damaged, Chayat, the Allah is, you're going to be responsible for any damages that incurred. Who's If it got damaged, Potter, you're going to be Potter. So if someone is a Shemir, he's watching a Shart, if the shirt damages, you're responsible. Like the Mishnah says, If it gets damaged, then you're going to be part You have to watch it to protect it from damaging, but you don't have to watch it from getting damaged. Amri said, B'nai Shiva didn't understand Rabbi Lazalach. They said, Hey, Chidam, eat the Kabbalah Shmir Zazakov. If he was Makabal, meaning if the understanding was you're responsible for Bava Kama. Okay, I feel who's like Nami Lechayiv, you should be Chayiv even if it got damaged. And if the understanding was you're not Chayiv for Bava Kama, I feel who's like Nami Lechayiv, that even if it damages, it should be Potom. My Rabbi Rabbi said, I don't know if it's Shmir Zazakov. He was Makabal Bava Kama. 
However, you have to look at the nuances of the transaction. Like every transaction is nuanced, and it plays enough kemina in the halachas of it. So you have to understand, read the contract, and understand what was going on over here. What happened was when this shaymer agreed to take the shar, he looked at the shar, and in one minute, right? He knows one when he sees one. He looked him in the eyes. This guy's trouble, right? Okay, so the stomach of the milsa to like us iu umazik. Achrini kabbalah leil, but the ozel achrini umaski leil didei lo yasek adaite. Meaning, he saw this shor, he knew it was a nachin, so he knew it was understood. It was not even something that had to be spoken out mafurish that you better watch this shor to make sure that this shor is not going to damage. And it's for that reason, if it damages, you're going to be responsible. But as it relates to it being damaged, there was no stomo, there was no hacker. And that's why you're going to be popped. Now Rashi adds another knech. But L'shoi Rashi says that the Metzias is, when a shar is nicker on him that he's a nakhen, usually he doesn't get shtois. Because just like you know, all the other shvarim know too. And as a result, this shar usually is protected. So really the akimta of it was hikr boishu nakhen explains both sides of the equation. The reason you chay for any nizokin that takes place because it was hikr ba'ishunachin, and the reason you pop it when it gets damaged is because it was hikr ba'ishunachin. It was sort of understood that this is a shar that usually gets the better end of you know his rodeo, and therefore he'll be responsible for any damages that he causes. But at the same time, if he's going to be damaged, that's already something that you didn't have to think was going to happen. And therefore, you're going to be pot the mishnah like this. Seen many times, as recently as five minutes ago, but we've seen throughout the Masech that this grace of Machloik between Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda regarding the Shara Muad, whether maybe it's going to be Sagile with Shmir Pusa, this incredible Chiddush, the Makar is this Mishnah right here. It's Octa Mishnah, Kotshrei Bailop in Moisera. So you have an owner, Mavdafka Shoimer, this is just the owner of a Shar, and he tied it to its reins. Vinal Befan of Karoi, or he locked him up. Before he went to sleep, and he did a karai, meaning he did it in a nice, regular, appropriate way. The yachts of the hizik, and it went out and it damaged. If it was a shartam, or if it was a sharamuit, either way, is he's going to be high. And the reason, and the reason is because kotri all bailab in myseira, and no of karai is deemed to be a shmira prusa. And being that all you did was a shmira prusa, you're still going to be high. The only time your potter, when your moment damages and you watched it, is if it was a good shmir. But this is considered okay, but it's still a shmir. I mean, that's a shmir. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, no, if it was a shartam, because shmir is not enough for a shartam. Umuid potter, but counterintuitively, if it's a shartam, you're going to be potter. Shenemar, it's one time from a pasuk. He says, the only time. Uh, Owner of a Sharamud is responsible for its damages if it was Veloyish Mirano. You didn't watch it. The Shamaru's Alamais, you watched it. Now, it's true, it was a Shmir Prusa, but it wasn't Veloyish Mirano. I mean that it wasn't Veloyish Mirano. For that reason, you're going to be Chayev. You're going to be Pater. Rebeliezer says, English Shmir Elisak. Rebeliezer says that as it relates to a Shar Hamud, the only time the Shmir is going to be a good Shmir is if you actually cut it. I mean, you want to watch a Sharamut, kill it. Shecht it. That's what he's saying. And if you didn't Shecht it and it's Mazik, you can tell me Shmir Mu'ulis from today till tomorrow. The Allah is never going to be considered an Oyus. You're going to be Chayef. So let's just see Lushani Azov of Rashi. 
The Sholish Machloikis Bedavis is Rashi. So if you do a Sikum on the Mishnah, Rashi does it for us. Really, there's three opinions that are being mentioned. The Rameir, according to Rameir, Bishmir Pchusa Chayib Ulopater. Rameir holds a Shmir Pchusa, you're always Chayib. Doesn't matter if it's a Shartam, it's a Sharmuit. You watch Shmir Pchusa and it's Mazik, the Allah is going to be Chayib. The Rabbi Yehuda, Bepchusa Nami Potter, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it depends. If it's a shartam, then a shmir of chusa is not enough. But if it's a sharamu, then a shmir of chusa will be enough, and you'll be potter. Well, the Rabbi as it relates to a sharamu, there even a shmir of is not enough. If a sharamu is mazik, is, you're always going to be chayv. my time the Rameir. What's Pshana Rameir? Who holds that you need to do a shmir and if you do a shmir of chusa, echatam echad muud aloch is going to be chay. Says the Gemara, Kasava Rameir holds stam shvarim la becheska shimur kaimi. So we've seen this idea many times. Rameir is of the opinion that your typical shar is not considered becheska shimur. It's good to see Rashi. First Rashi on the Gemara. Eino de mishamer shoyre klal. A person usually doesn't watch his shark. Rather, he lets it roam. This is just the way people are. Now, if that's the case, when the Torah said, that if your shark, that we're assuming you didn't watch, damages your chayiv, So essentially, what the Torah is saying is, it means you have to watch it a little bit. Right? We assume that a person's shar is just roaming. So if the Torah says, I want you to know your shar that's roaming, if it goes ahead and it damages, you're going to be chayiv chatzinezek. So what does that mean? It means you better watch it a little bit. How much? I don't know. The Torah is basically telling you, pick your game up. Okay? Watch it a little bit. Then the Torah wrote by the shar, The Torah said a second time that by the shar, why? Because he didn't watch it. This is the second time, essentially, that the Torah told you, watch. When did it tell you the first time? By telling you, you're responsible if you don't watch. And now the Torah said, since Fatim, I'll go ahead and watch it. So what does that mean? Pick your game up even more. Oh, so now you have to even have a Shmir Mula. Now, where does it say, by the Shmir I know the Shara Mu'ad needs a Shmir Mu'ad. But it says Negicha by the Tam, and it says Negicha by the Mu'ad. And Rameya learns Negicha of a Tam from Negicha of a Mu'ad. Rashi says from Xerah Shava. So just like the Shara Mu'ad, where it says some Svetimol, requires a Shmir Mu'ula, so to the Shara Tam also requires a Shmir Mu'ula. Rabbi Huda Sover, whereas Rabbi Huda holds Tam Shvar. People don't just let their shvarim roam. We're learning every Rashi inside. Might as well see this one also. Everybody watches their shar a shmir abchusa. And still the Torah said that even though you're watching it a little bit, you're going to be chayv. Alma, what do you see from there? Shmir mulabai. That you have to have more than that. You have to have already a shmir mula. So when the Torah said that you're chayv by a shar tam, the understanding was that even though you were watching it, Albeit a shmir pchusa, still you're going to be chayv. So if the Torah says chayv, what is essentially the Torah saying? The Torah is saying that you need to do a shmir mula. Amr Achmona Tam Neshalim didn't buy a shmir mula. Now Hada Amr Achmona. Then the Torah said some sveitim of v'loyishmerenu gabi muid. When the Torah said again v'loyishmerenu, so what's the Torah saying? Then avloyishmir mula again. The second time the Torah is telling you do a shmir mula. So when the Torah said Tam is chayiv, what's the Torah saying? You have to do a shmir mula. Now the Torah says the words v'loyishmerenu. So again you have to do a shmir mula. Now you can't do better than a shmir mula. I should do a shmir like mula. What does that mean? I already am doing my Shmir Mula. Oh, Havi Ribo Yacha Ribo. It's in Hilchis Drashas. The way we view this is, is as if the Torah is being Marbish Shmir twice. And what's the rule? Counterintuitively, the whole Rameir is, I mean, the whole Rabbi Yehudi is counterintuitively. The Ain Ribo Yacha Ribo Yalla Lamai. When the Torah 
says more and then more again, we assume that really the second time is coming to say less, meaning and that's why you don't have to have a Shmira Meula, a Shmira Pchusa is going to be enough. Now, you'll tell me, well, if that's the case, so why is it only that a Shor Hamuid is enough with a Shmira Pchusa? Lachura, a Shor Tam should also be enough with a Shmira Pchusa, based on the Gzeir Shav of Shor Tam and Shor Muid. Amit Rachmano, Veloyishmirenu, Lozeh, Veloy Lacher. It says Veloyishmirenu, and Veloyishmirenu is a Miut, and it teaches the Dafka. Here, by the Sharamut, do you have this miyot or this riboy riboy to tell me that the Allah is a shmir pchusa enough? But as it relates to the Sharatam, there is not going to be the way. How could you use Valayish Merano to be Mayat Sharatam? I need it to teach me the Iker Allah of Valayish Merano. Rashi says on Lulav, Kaloyma. What does Rashi mean when he says Kaloyma? He's bothered with something. It sounds like Valayish Merano was a lav. It's a lav? Kaloyma. We need it to teach me. Shmira Pchusa. Now the truth is, is Voloyish Mirenu Alav? That's Rabarch Ber and Simon Beis. That's Isser Mazik. So now for now. But the bottom line is, in Kain Nichtev Rachmad of If all the Torah wanted to tell me was the quote unquote Lav, the Torah didn't have to say Voloyish Mirenu. It could have said Voloyish Mar. I Voloyish Mirenu. Vozevaloy Lacher. It's coming to teach me. Dafka B'Shar Hamuin as opposed to the Shar So what's the Machloikis? The Svaras Machloikis between Remei and Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rameir Stam Shvarim Allah Becheska Shimor Kaimi, so when the Torah said that Yechai for a time, the Torah is telling you that you have to do a Shmir Pchusa. When the Torah then said Vlay Shmir by Mu, and now the Torah is saying, oh, by the way, Shmir Pchusa is not enough, you have to actually do a Shmir Mu'ah. And once it said it by Shar Mu'ah, I know it by Shar Tam, because there's a Shar between Shar Tam and Shar Mu'ah. Rabbi Yehuda sees the world differently. Rabbi Yehuda says, Stam Shvarim are Becheska Shimor Kaimi, which means. When the Torah said a short time is chayv, it means you chayv even though you did a shmir pchusa, which means you have to do a shmir meula. When the Torah says by the short mood you have to do a shmir meula, the Torah is for the second time telling me you have to do a shmir meula. It's a riba yachar riba, which is lamai. So essentially, what the Torah is really saying is, is that for a short mood you don't have to do a shmir meula. A shmir pchusa in of itself is going to be enough. Rabbi Yehuda does not. Although he acknowledges that there's exerus shava between shar tam and shar Mu'ad, but the loyish merenu is a miut as for state by shar amud is only going to be true by shar amud. It's not going to be true by shar tam, and it's for that reason dafka the shar amud has this halach of shmir pchusa as opposed to the shar tam doesn't. Just a drop more gemara tanya. Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov not finishing the parak, just a few more lines. Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov said echad tam echad mu'ad shneshomer shmir pchusa pater that whether it's a shar tam or shar amud and you wash a shmir pchusa you're going to be pater. This is a new shita. We didn't have Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov in the mishnah, right? There's a third Third sheet that we had in the mission we didn't get to yet, and that's the sheet of Rabbi Yezer. We'll see Rabbi Yezer sheet tomorrow. But for now, the Gemara brings a brayser that mentions the Tana, not just any Tana. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, who's Mishnosoi, maybe not brayser, but Mishnosoi is Kavanaki. But Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov said that Sayah Shartam, Sayah Sharmud, Shneshamrei Shmira Pchusas Pater. Even for a Shartam Shmira Pchusas, my time. What's Pshat Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov? So the Gemara does Gishmak and Math. So look, Rabbi Yehuda the Amar. Muid b'shmira pchusa sagile. He holds like Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a muid only needs shmira pchusa. V'yalaf negichel adam and negichel muid, and he holds that the gzeira shava between negichel adam and negichel muid. Meaning, he holds the first part of Rabbi Yehuda, but he doesn't hold the second part of Rabbi Yehuda. He holds a little Rabbi Yehuda. He holds a little bit Rameir. He holds Rabbi Yehuda that stam shvarim are becheska shimur. Thus, v'lo yishmerenu is a riboy achar riboy lemai that a shara muid only needs a shmira pchusa. 
But he also holds that the Gzair is Shavah between Sharetam and Sharmur. It doesn't hold of Lo Yishmerenu. So therefore, whatever is true for Sharmur is also going to be true for a Sharetam XL. So as it relates to Raid, as promised, going back to yesterday's light raid. That is, so the sugyas, these last several dafin, have very much been talking about the parsha of Koifer. Parsha of Koifer is, a person owes a shark, the shark kills a man or a woman. The halacha is that sokal yisokal ashar, ubal ashar naki. If, however, it happens three times, so that this shar is established as being a muid la'adam, at that point, if the shar stoises again, sokal yisokal ashar, but at the same time, the gamba all of you must. The owner of the shar is Chayiv Misa, albeit Misa B'day Shemayim. And then the Torah says that there's a way for the owner of the shar to buy his way out of the Chayiv Misa. Im koifer yushas olav, v'nosnan pidyoy nafshoy kechol asher yushas olav. So even though this person is Chayiv Misa, however, he can make a payment what's known as koifer in the sugyas, and by paying koifer, he will no longer be chayef misa. Yesterday, we mentioned the Loshoin Hazahov of the Mechilta, where the Mechilta says, take a look from this parsha of koifer, and how chaviv Basav Adam is towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that if a person commits such a grave sin and he finds himself in such a predicament, in such a terrible situation, where he's literally Chayiv Misa and he lost his right to live, he has an ability to buy himself back. How? Al Yudei Mamen. And the Bechulta goes and it quotes Pasuk after Pasuk after Pasuk where you find that there's an idea through Mamen, specifically through Tztaka, a person has a capacity to literally be Poyden Nafshay, to give some form of Kaifer, and by doing that, you're going to be able to get yourself out of a situation. So yesterday we spoke out Torah from the Hill, Yichsam Soifer, where the Yichsam Soifer, throughout his forum, discusses this idea of using money for Pidyan Nefesh, and the number that the Chassam Soifer worked with very, very much in his Svarim is the number 160. And the Chassam Soifer said that this is the side of a Pasuk and Mishle that says, Migdal Oiz, Shem Hashem, Boy Yorutz, Tzadik Veniskov. Migdal Oiz is Begematria Kuf Samech. It's Begematria 160. And the number 160 is a Migdal Oiz. It's a tower that protects and it fortifies. How so? Because Shem Hashem, because the Shem Hashem is somehow enveloped in this Migdaloiz. Where do you find the Shem Hashem and Migdaloiz? In the number 160. So we mentioned yesterday from the Chassam Soifer, there's two Mahalchem. Either it's, if you write out Yud Kei Vav Kei, so it's 10 times 5, Yud times K, and then 5 times 10, K times Yud. And then it's Vav times K, and K times Vav. But Yud K Vav K, in that fashion, what you can end up is with 160. Additionally, the Chassam Soifer said that the shame Aleph, He, Vav, He, and the Eke, and Havaya, and Adnos, and Kale, if you add up all those shames, the number you're going to come to is 160. And again, that's the shame Hashem, that's Kuf Samach, which is a Migdal Ois, and Boy Yorut Tzadik Veniskov. The Tzadik who knows how to be Oisik in this Indian, he knows how to run there, and by doing that, not only will he be saved, but Veniskov, she says, he's going to end up emerging stronger than he even was when he went there for the first time. And the Chassam Soifer says that the word nefesh is bigamatria 430. And 
Nefesh, 430, is made up of the words Ra, Resh Ayin, which is 270, and with Kuf Samach, 160. And the Oymik Advarim is that a person, when he has Ra inside his Nefesh, the Kuf Samach has an ability to be Mantik that Ra. The Kuf Samach, that's the Migdal Oiz. Why? Because that's the Shem Hashem. By Yoritz Sadik Veniskov, it has an ability to be Mantik the Ra and the Nefesh. That's why the Chsam Soifer said when it came to Nyonim of Koifer and Nyonim of Pidyoy Nefesh, Tzadikim used to work with the Mispar of Kuf Samach. And then we spoke at Varm, the Flom, Vitairos, and Shalach Soifer, way above our pay grade in terms of different Ramazim where you find this number of Kuf Samach playing itself out. We mentioned that in the year Tovkov Samech Tess and Tovkov Ayin, 1809-1810, when Preshberg, where the Chesam Soifer was rough, was under siege, so the Kehillah found itself in a terrible matzav of Sakana. And the Chesam Soifer wrote a sefer called Sefer Hazikaren, an autobiographical account of the events that took place, where he writes about all the Chasadim and the incredible things that occurred for Preshberg to have Atzal. And one of the things that the Chesam Soifer did in Sefer Hazikaren during that Kufa, and the Chassam Soifer didn't just do it once, he did it twice, was Apidyan Nefesh. He talks about it in two different places, and if you go through it, he did it a little bit differently the two times that he did it. Incidentally, we mentioned this once, if it sounds familiar, when we learned Mesech Tizgitin, because the first time that the Chassam Soifer did Apidyan Nefesh, so he writes that he did it per Seyser, because he didn't want anyone to know about it, so he took 10 Talmidim that he trusted, Trusted not to repeat what was happening because chavre chavre isle, the chavre the chavre chavre isle, right? Once it's ba'api plasa, even hilchus lashanara maybe could change. So for sure, as it relates to something of this magnitude, you have ten people, right? That's that's already a chashav etzibur. But he needed to make sure nobody was going to know about it. So he took ten talmidim that he trusted. He brings them together. He took a certain schomani and he said the following words, L'shem yichud kudshu berichud B'dechilu u'rechimu liyachet shem yudke bevavke Ha'reini noisen yud matbeyaz elu b'shlichus kol Yisrael u'befrat kal Yisrael poi preshbek v'chulei v'chulei Chesam Soifer said L'shem yichud We spoke about this when we went through all the L'shem yichud raid bites. Did the Chesam Soifer say L'shem yichud? So there's a Messiah for Rav Shimon Soifer. The Rav Shimon Soifer said that his father did not say L'shem yichud. And the reason he didn't say L'shem yichud was Mishum Kvoidoy Shal Anoida B'Yehuda that the Nei B'Yehuda and his Tshuva very famously said what he said about the Tfilah of L'shem yichud and out of the respect that is legendary that the Chesam Soifer had for the Noida B'Yehuda Prague to Bradsburg the Chesam Soifer did not say L'shem yichud, but he said he always felt bad and it's a gebanked. He wanted so badly to say it, but Lamaisi didn't say it. Here in the Seif Azakar and Cipher writes that I said Lashem Yichud Kutchabrich, we will miyashiv it a little bit. But the bottom line is is that this is one of the places. The second place is at the very, very end of the Seif, we spoke about this yesterday. Khsam Cipher writes how he did a pidyan Nefesh. And when he did the pidyan Nefesh, he said he had everybody bring money and he took from all the money that was brought, Kuf Samech Matbeos. He took 160 Matbeos. And he started counting it. And first, the way he counted the Matbeos, the way he divided it was, he took, he made five piles. One pile was Keminyan Aleph Hey Vav Hey. The other one was Keminyan Avaya. The other one was Keminyan Aleph Dal Nun Yod. The other one was Keminyan Eke. And the other one was Keminyan Kel. And he had all these piles, and there was a Kuf Samech, and he said a whole Nusach. And then he repeated it, and this time, 
the piles were a little bit differently. This time, the way he had it was 10 times 5, had a pile of 50, 5 times 10, a pile of 50, 6 times 5, a pile of 30, and 5 times 6, a pile of 30, and again, but it was counted and divvied up in that fashion, and then, again, he went and he said, all the Nuschais and all the Dvarim G'daylam, Yikum Purkam, Mishabeach, everything that's going on over here, then they gave it all to Daniel. And the question is, What's Pashup Shad? Again, we're asking a cash on a thing, Ilufinu, right? I have any idea what I'm talking about, but just Pashup Lesabr is Oizen. What's Pashup Shad? A little bit in terms of why the Chsam Soifer did what it, is, what it is that he did. So maybe, I don't know, but maybe this Makim Teshtelzu, another Chsam Soifer. And that is in the Trushes that the Chsam Soifer gave on Zion of, and this drosha is literally a drosha in the floor, and I think it's Kedai, just to be mocked in what's going on over here, even though it has nothing to do with Bavakama and not even much to do with the raid bite, but it's just Pasha to get a feel for what's happening over here. So Zion of, Zion of is the Shlosh Semeag Bala of Tishabov. And the Chsam Soifer was being maspid, and he's giving divrayus iris regarding Churban Beis Hamikdash, and he used this as an opportunity also to be maspid and to say divrayus iris on a Talmud of the Chsam Soifer, one of the great goyim of his generation, Reb Amram Chasida. So who is Reb Amram Chasida? Reb Amram Chasida was one of the European goyim who decided, with tremendous mysterious nefesh, to go to Eretz Yisrael. So he had a rizge, rizge chavivus to want to go to Eretz Yisrael. And he consulted with a lot of the G'day Yisrael. He was a Talmud of Ramar Tchibanet and some of the other G'day at the time, and the Chassam Soifer. And he spent a lot of time with the Chassam Soifer, and the Chassam Soifer told him, yes, I give you Rishos, I think it's a very, very good idea, I think you should go to Eretz Yisrael. But the Chassam Soifer told him that I want you to go to Yerushalayim. And he said, I know that really the Kehilis and Eretz Yisrael now are more in the northern part of the country. It's a Meron Tzvah Tveria. But I think that really a Yid, Befrat, if you're already living in Eretz Yisrael, belongs in Yerushalayim. And he says, it's true, Yerushalayim right now is literally Bechurbanu. But he quoted the Ramban, that the Ramban said that in the Churban, the closer you are to the Kedusha, the greater the Churban is always going to be. And that's why he said, Ramban talking, Puk Chazi, that the places that are the most Kaddish in Eretz Yisrael, those are the places that are the most Kharif. Right? Think about what's happening today in the Kaddish HaKadosh. Right? That's all you have to know. But the point is, the closer you are to the Kedusha, the stronger the Churban is going to be felt, and the greater the Tum is going to be. And he said, that's why Yerushalayim right now is Bechurbana. And the fact that there's a Yishuv in the northern part of Israel, not in Yerushalayim, is the reason you should go to Yerushalayim. And he was Mazarim was the Chassam Soifer, to go to Yerushalayim. How do we know this, by the way? Because this is all written in a Chuvah's Chassam Soifer. The Chassam Soifer has two very, very famous Chuvahs about Eretz Yisrael. Extremely famous. From the most famous Chuvahs in Chuvah's Chassam Soifer. It's in Yeridei Reish Lamed Gimel and Yeridei Reish Lamed Dalet. Yeridei Reish Lamed Gimel was written to Rabbi Amram Chassida and Yeridei Reish Lamed Dalet was written to Rabbi Ephraim Zalman Magolz. In Reish Lamed Dalet, the Chassam Soifer writes to Rabbi Ephraim Zalman Magolz about his exchanges with the Rabbi Chassida. So we have what he told Rabbi Chassid, he writes before that I told him, go to Yerushalayim. Rabbi Chassid went to Eretz Yisrael, and it seems, in the words of the Chassam Soifer, the Mesaviv Sivuvim ended up causing Rabbi Chassid to arrive in Tzvas before he can make it to the southern part of the land. And once he arrived in Tzvas, temporarily he settled there. He ended up living there for four years, 
and then he was nifter. He was halach loy lamai, and he never ended up making it to Yerushalayim. And the Chassam Soif in his Hespid on Rab Amram Chassidah is talking about this. Incidentally, this is for the Yoyde Davar. The Hespid was given on Zion of. Rab Amram Chassidah passed away on Tez Zion Marcheshvan. And the Chassam Soif waited a very, very long time. He waited for Marcheshvan until Chaydeshav to be Masbid Rab Amram Chassidah. And the story goes that the Chassam Soifah didn't want people to know Rabbi Amr Chassidah had passed away. And the reason is because people had donated money to help the Yishuv and to help Rabbi Amr Chassidah, and they had given the money already. And the Chassam Soifah held if they knew that Rabbi Amr Chassidah was nifter, it could be, it would cause major problems. So the last thing the Chassam Soifah felt he wanted to do was to publicize it by giving a drasha. And like this, everybody would know. And he was afraid for the Mashpach and the Amon and the children and the whole Yishuv. So he said, better... People know they know, but they're not going to hear about it from me. And he waited until the Tzman of Churbin and the Tzman of Srefas Beis Alikeinu, and that's when he went and he was Master of Amr Chasidah. So this is what the Chassam Soifer said. So it's Shabbos Chazoyin, right? That's the Tkufa. He spoke about Parshas Vaschan, which is Shabbos Nachemo. But this is Dachmi Inyun Le'inyu Ba'isinin. He said that we know Moshe Rabbeinu davened 515 tefillas, Kaminya Vaschanah to go into Eretz Yisrael. He said, So the Chassam Sefer brings from his Rebbe Dafla, that Dafla said, What does it mean, Vaschanon El Hashem, That Moshe Rabbeinu said, Vaschanon I davened, Be'isahi in that time, Leymar. As a Chassol Ken in Davenin. You know, in the base Medrash of the Chassam Sefer, the Chassidim Arishonim was showing Sha'achas Kodim Atvilo. So, what did they do for that hour? So, the Chassam Soifer said they davened. He said they davened? So, for an hour before they davened, they davened? He said, yeah, they davened as a result, can and davened. That they should be able to daven. It was a tefillah to be able to daven. And Dafla said that the MS is this is something that we do when we daven Shemayin Esrei. We start Shemayin Esrei, we say, Hashem Sefasai Tiftach, Ufiyag Etilosecha. What are we saying? We're saying a tefillah that we should be able to daven. That's essentially what it is. It's what Moshe Rabbeinu did in his epic tefillahs. It was a tefillah lemar that I should be able to say. Say what? That I should be able to daven. It's the chassidim that was showing that they should be able to daven. So listen to the order of the chassam soifer. Chassam soifer said that when we start Shemayin Esra, we say, Hashem Sfasai Tiftach, Ufi Agati Losecha. The end of Shemayin Esra, what do we say? What's the last thing we say? Come on. Yiu L'Ratzayin Imrefi, Right? It's the flip side of that coin. After you finish davening, so you say, It's like a tefillah to accept my tefillah. So first it's a tefillah that you should be able to daven. Then it's a tefillah. Right? Then it's a tefillah, accept my tefillah. Right? They say in public speaking, you're supposed to do three things. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them and tell them what you told them. Then you say, And then you say, So the Chsam Soifer said that if Moshe Rabbeinu was Mekayim, Hashem Svasai Tiftoch Fiyagati Lasecha, like the Rebbe Dafla said, Hashem, what was my tefillah lemar that I should be able to daven? So how come he didn't do the second part? How come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say, He says that we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was mispalal, Ebra no the Erev. Right? He says, I want to be able to cross the land and I want to be able to see the land. Lemaisa, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't Zoycha to be able to go and enter the land. But Moshe Rabbeinu saw the land. And Rashi and Chumash says, Melamed, you see from here, she Then if a person davis from something, even if there's a gzera, but at the same time, tefillah poyol mechza. So Chassam Soifer says, Moshe Rabbeinu knew that tefillah was going to be poyol mechza. He knew it. I think Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know tefillah poyol mechza. He knew tefillah poyol mechza. He called it tefillah. And when he set up his tefillah, he set up his tefillah, hedging himself, 
What happens if my tefillah is not answered? And so let me at least walk away with a tefillah by mechza. Now, what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted mechza to be was not ebra no the error. I'll get the error, not the ebra. That will be my mechza. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to cut this tefillah in a different way. What he wanted is, I'm going to daven to go into Eretz Yisrael, and I also want to go to Yerushalayim, hoping that tefillah would be poil mechza, so that he'll end up going to Eretz Yisrael, but he won't be zoichet to go into Yerushalayim. Listen to the goyness. So the Chassam Soifer says, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ebron of Eret, Esa'aretz ha-toivo, ha-har ha-toiv, v'ha-levonoi. I want to go into Eretz Yisrael. What's this Arichos HaLoshen? Rashi says, this is Eretz Yisrael, this is the Makam HaMikdash. It's his Davka breaking it down, because he's hoping that when we cut the tefillah, worst case scenario, at least there'll be a tefillah by Omechza, and he's going to go... So why then did Moshe Rabbeinu say Ve'era? Right? He shouldn't have said Ve'era. He should have said Ebrana. We are to the land. That's great. That's amazing. So says and you have to be the Soifer to say this. That really Moshe Rabbeinu was never going to say the word Ve'era. But what happened? V'nizrika Ve'era letoich piv. And the Abish to put the word Ve'era into his mouth. And he said, I'll prove it to you. You know why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ebra no Ve'era. What Moshe Rabbeinu should have said was, Ebra Ve'era no. Why is it Ebra no? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ebra no. He wasn't going to ever say Ve'era. Oh, but it was Nizrika Ve'era letoich piv. And the reason the Abish to put the word Ve'era letoich piv is because Moshe the Abish to says, ah, I'm not, you, I'm not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to, you can't go into Eretz Yisrael. You can't even go to Meirot Svastveria. You cannot go to Eretz Yisrael. And as a result, you're going to have to say the word there. After Moshe Rabbeinu said there, and he's like, I didn't mean to say that. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu say? He says, oh, I have an idea. What I'm going to do is, after my trila, I'm going to say, you l'rot slainim refi, yeah, you know I didn't want to say the error. So what did Abish to say? Not another word. Because if you're going to say the Hegel Libi, then this is what he said when he got up to be Master of Amram Chasidah. And he said, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say you, Lerotzai, but he said Hashem Swazit. He would have said it, but Abish said Al-Tosef. And he had no choice, and therefore he couldn't say it. So how does this tie into Rabbi Amram Chasidah? He says, Rabbi Amram Chasidah went to Eretz Yisrael, and I know really he wanted to go to Yerushalayim. And he wanted so badly to go. So, but Tfilo was Payo Mechza. And he was Zoichet to the Mechza that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted. Not the Mechza that he got. The Mechza that Moshe Rabbeinu got was the Ve'era. But what was the Mechza that Moshe Rabbeinu was hoping he was going to get? He'd be able to go to Eretz Yisrael, albeit not to Yishalayim. He said he was Zoichet with his Tfilo. It was Payo Mechza and it was the Hegyon Libi of Moshe Rabbeinu of what Moshe Rabbeinu really wanted. Incidentally, as it relates to Rabbi Amram Chasidah, the Welt says that when Amram Chasidah was lying on his deathbed, literally, so he made a bracha. And the bracha that he made was, Baruch Hato Hashem, Elikeinu Melech HaOilam, Hameiru Le'avadav, Me'or HaGonuz, Mishesh Breshes. And it was understood by all the people there that Amram Chasidah was Zoicha, B'Shas Ptirasai, to see the Or HaGonuz. He made a bracha with shame of Malchus. But the bottom line is, this is the hesped that he gave. So he went weiter. And he says like this. I'm sorry for talking. I'm saying, and I chose to be master of Amr Chassidah today. On Zayimah. Today is the day. Today is the day. 
So he said that the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos Tav Kufei Yomid Beis Kol Amoyrid Mois Al Adam Kasher. If a person cries for an Adam Kasher, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Soifram Umanicham Beveis Kenazav. Hakadosh Baruch Hu counts the tears of this person that's crying. And he hides these tears. And when a person is moirid mois on an Adam kosher, Hakadosh Baruch Hu soifram umanicham beveskenosav. So what's the oimek advar? Kilochol kaparo urefuas hanefesh tzarich minyan. The reason is because for every kaparo and every time there's an inyan of refuas hanefesh, there's always counting involved. Says the Chassam Soifer. The kain gadol be yemakipura. The kain gadol on yom kipper. The kachay yomayna. Achas, achas v'shtayim, achas v'shalosh, umatan donim ala mezbeach, ashtayim shein arba, or four, on the four corners of the mezbeach. Umayim ashkolim, they used to do a machzas hashecha, they would count the shkolim, why? L'chaper al nafshoi seichem, v'kach noyagin kol pidyoi nefesh al yudei minyan, and every single time we do a pidyoi nefesh, we do it al yudei minyan. V'amru chazal b'mesech t'shabes, d'afsam v'chvav v'medez, kol b'minyana b'shma de'ima. Any single time you're doing a minion, right? So Shabbos, Samach, Vav, Amadez are the hebi-jibi Gemaras, where the Gemara talks about different minyane, refuah, chazal, right? That one of the places where the Gemara talks about that. So anytime you're counting, so you're going to mention the name of the person that you're counting for. So how do you mention the name? Ploini ben, shmadi'ima. The chom minyan of And if you don't know how many times you're supposed to count, men malav zimni. See, you're supposed to do it 41 times. But al kapanim says the chsam soifer, kol kaparu refuah sanefesh, tsnarich min. Ve'yoyis misas ad tzadik, kibral kol yisrael kekarbin. So being that the misa of tzadik is mechapra, and Klai Yisrael, like a carbon, was mechaper. And the tears that a person cries over the death of a tzaddik is ketipe domen. It's literally these azrikis. Alkein, vastot e'ebeshte, soifram. The e'ebeshnit takes those tears and he counts them. Umoyne, achas, achas v'shtayim, ki koin godol b'yoy makipurim. Mamish like the koin godol on Yom Kippur, l'shoy ne'yazah. So the chsam soifer, again, he's being master of Amr Chassido. He says, kol amoyrid mois al adam kasha, kadosh baruch hu soifram, umanicham b'veiz genazah. Why does the e'ebeshte count it? Because misa tzaddik is mechaper. And any time you find the Dover Shal Kapara, Urufuas Anefesh, Tsarach Minyan, it always involves counting. I mean that it always involves counting. <laughs> that's why, that's why Akadosh Baruch Hu is Saifra. So the Chsam Saifra, in the end of Saifra Azikaran, where he talks about the Pinyan Nefesh that he did, so they took 160 coins, because that's the number. It's Kuf Samach, Migdal Ois. And first they divided it this way, and they counted it, then they divided it that way, and they counted it. It's not stam punk, they were counting it. This is the Chsam Soifel Shitasa in the Joshua. That every union of Kapara and any union of Pinyan Nefesh involves Minyan. And the Minyan, the counting it, is part and parcel of what's happening. So just to end, Ulai Ulai, last year, Hanukkah, we spoke about the Indian of Elokad Meir Aneni. And this schooler that's brought down in Svar Makdoshim, Sai in the Svardisha world, and Sai in the Ashkenazisha world, that on Chanukah there's an Indian for a Yid to light a nair or to give Tzaka in the Schus of Elokad Meir Aneni. And the question is, what's Shaykhis? What is Elokad Meir Aneni and Rameir Balhanes have to do with Chanukah? We said over the Mahalach of the Gedoyle Yisrael based on the Marsha and Masechet Zavoyed Zohar Daf Yotches where the Marshal says that the real oimik of Elokah de Meir Aneni is not Elokah of Rameir. It's pun intended. But the real oimik is Elokah de Meir Ene Yisrael B'choshech at the times of the Yavonim. And that or Aneni, meaning a person can tap in to the Oiris of Chanukah 
not just on Hanukkah, but the entire year by saying the words of Elokah Meir Aneni. One of the Maramakoimas that we mentioned was from a Sefer Siach Yitzchak. The, se- the Baal Siach Yitzchak was Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss, Hashem Yimkom Domoy. He was the Gaivid of Verba. And in his Shailas Atruva Siach Yitzchak, this is in Chelek Beis, it's in Yeridea, Simen Kufchav Dalet. He is talking to the Preshburger of Rabbi Kiva Seifer. And they were discussing this minig of giving money to Kupas Rameir Balanes, Elokada Meir Aneni, during the Yemei Hanukkah. And the question is why? And he mentioned him this Mahalach based on the Masha. We went through this. And then the Sniach Yitzchak said a Dover Nifla. He said that the Mogan Avram, right in the beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah, it's the first Mogan Avram in Hilchas Hanukkah, says that there's a minig that the children, that the Aniyim, that are children, they go around Hanukkah right, and they collect Hanukkah gel. So the Verboyer of told the Preshbiger of that I heard from Yozeda that Yozeda the Chassam Soifer said that you know when the Noarim used to do this? You know when this took place? This took place when they used to light Hanukkah When they would light Hanukkah that's when they used to go and that was this Indian. And Bishat, a person is lighting the Hanukkah is an Indian to be Mekai in the midst of Tzadok. It's his man Mesugel to be poiled by giving Tzadok and that's why the Mogan Avram brings this. The Mogan Avram wasn't Masbedeh but the Chassam Soifer was. And he said that what the Mogan Avram meant was Bishas Hadlok his neighbors. So he said the Balsiach Yitzchak Hashem Yim Kamdom, he was killed in Auschwitz. So he said a Dover Nifla. He said that Lefiza Yesh Loimar. We know we say this throughout Hanukkah as it relates to the neighbors of Hanukkah. Ein Lonu Rishos Lishtamish Bahem Elo Lerosim Bavai. Right, we cannot be Mishtamish. All we're allowed to do is we're allowed to look at it. It's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. It's brought down in Hilchas Hanukkah in Eirechayim Tov Reishayim Gimel. Says the Mechaber. Ta'afilu Bilal Shabbos. Even to inspect money, or to count money, even that's going to be us. So the Balsiach Yitzchok told the Prashbiger Rav, said, it always bothered me this Mechaber, that from all the things that you can think of as it relates to what you would maybe use the Ner Hanukkah for, counting money? Why are you talking about money? Kesef minolon. But like Nechsam Soifer, he says it's half in the belt. Because the Mogad Avram says that the Noorim used to go around collecting money. And when did they do it? Bishas Hadlokas Neirois. So if that's when they used to go around, so people would raise it with money. And being that they would, that, that was the time you were handing out money. So therefore, we're talking about money. And therefore, we say you should know that even though you're going to be giving money and you're going to be giving the Oiraner, but it's also Lishtamish Bener Chanukah, I feel lived like Moisai Limnoisan Loir, even that's not going to be okay. But I think Lafi this raid, we have a Oymik Nifloch in this Diak. And that is, what's the Lashen? Ein lanu rishos livdoik mois, oilim noisan lawyer. To count the money. Why are you counting the money? So Pasha, you're counting the money to know how much to give the Araman. Abu Lafizeh, because Hanukkah is an ace rotsin for a person to be able to be poiled. You could tap into Elokadamei Raneni. It's something a Yid could always tap into. But Pethrak on Hanukkah, a person could tap into this Pidyan Nefesh that we had of a Messiah and Chazal who were people that were lying on their deathbeds and they would say, Elokadamei Raneni, do something in the schus of the Taner Ameir. This Kiyodu is the ultimate Pidyan 
one of them anyways that we have in our Messiah. And a yid, when he's going about his pidyon, it's not enough to just give the money. You have to count the money. And that's why the Mechaber said that It's not pumped your count because the counting is part and parcel of the opinion. Like the Chsam Soifer says, Every single Indian of Kapara always involved, it always involved Minyan. Maybe, maybe. That's this Dogush. Not just giving money on Hanukkah, the schus of the Tanirameya. But it's also counting money. Because for the Pidyan Nefesh, there's an Indian, just like the Kongodo on Yom Kippur, Achas, Achas, Vishtayim, a Yid would count one, two, three. The Minyan is part and parcel of the Pidyan.